What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The force will be with you. Always. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Star Wars Alliance, your home on the Geek Ultimate Alliance podcast network for any and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, as always, Katie Rentschler, and with me, as he always is, Nathan. Nathan, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Katie. As we were talking, uh, I'm trying to get used to the new surroundings, and uh, we're going to talk some of my favorite things in Star Wars, so I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm ready. Yes, but before we get into any of that, we do have... To do the podcast paperwork side of things. Um, so I'm going to do it today because I have a script. I'm going to try this for Star Wars Alliance. We're going to see if it works. First things first, we are a part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance podcast network where we have shows every single day of the week. Saturday to Monday, we have our comic book run of the network with Weird Science DC, Weird Science Marvel, and World's Finest True Believers. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we go back to back with legendary comic book powerhouses, DC Alliance and Marvel Alliance. Thursdays, you get to hear a lot from me excuse my dogs please <laughs> with slice of film one week and this show star wars alliance with nathan and i the next we've also got on we also on thursdays we also have i said also like 
five times in that. Excuse also, me. Also, <laughs> also, also, Ranger Alliance, a Power Rangers spectacular adventure. Mm-hmm. Fridays, we've got superhero discussions dropping into your feeds first for all your animated needs. Mm-hmm. We do also have a Patreon where we have two tiers. $1 helps keep the blaster strategy on here, and the $5 tier gets out ad-free episodes, exclusive episodes, and any early episodes we may drop. If you'd like to support the network but can't do Patreon, another very good option is to leave a review on your podcatcher of choice. The review helps put the network into the feeds of other listeners who may not be following us on social media. We do also have ads in this episode. Nathan or I will drop a warning before they occur, but just so y'all know now, we unfortunately don't get to choose who the ads are from, how many times you hear the ad in the podcast episode, nor how loud they are. So the warnings just give y'all a heads up to prepare your volume levels. We we do appreciate y'all listening to the ads as they do help support the channel and the network as a whole. With that, let's get into our first topic. Okay, where are we going first? Uh, so we have a new Bad Batch trailer. Um, we do. Shows off the galaxy post uh clone wars and mm-hmm. a mysterious child so what did you did you watch this first of all <laughs> i did i watched it i watched it with the day it came out and i watched it earlier just to get a little refresher on it and uh you know me i'm a sucker for clones like uh i just i, I love the clones so this is gonna i think this could be right up my alley this should be good. I'm excited. You know, a lot of people have said that we've got, uh, like, the mysterious child who looks like a girl, but granted, in a galaxy far, far away, you never know what's going to appear. Uh, but that the girl is maybe a first-time, like, clone of Palpatine. Like, it's their first attempt at cloning her. I've I've heard this, too. I've heard this, uh, or I've saw, seen this rumor on Reddit. Mm-hmm. So what did you think about it? Uh, I've heard two schools of thought on this. That, uh, like you said, it looks like a girl. It sounds like a girl, but maybe... I mean, I guess it could be... I've also heard that, like, maybe. Because, you know, they were obviously playing around with clone DNA, a la Clone Force 99. Yeah. And uh, we know that Palpatine was cloning himself because he made Ray's father. Mm-hmm. So I've heard that like there's a, there's a theory that maybe she is uh, like a Palpatine clone, but like mixed with some female DNA, yeah. so that it's like a f- female one. Or that um, God, what was the other one? <laughs> See, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I buy into any of that though. Like, why would he make himself a, a lady? But I mean, I don't know. Maybe he just felt like a lady that day and would. But I just if he made a one, a, I, I don't know. That'd be kind of yeah. I don't know how you would draw or connect the dots <laughs> on that one, but I, I, it could be done, I guess. Yeah, I think it's possible, um, especially when you're like trying to experiment pulling off the. Um... Oh, I'm get I'm getting pointer tips from Travis. Uh oh, he's saying uh, just this and do that, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Thanks, oh. Travis. This is why we keep you around, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, cool. Here we go. Star hey. Wars Alliance. There we go. Hey. Making it. <laughs> Thanks, Travis. Okay. Appreciate you, man. Okay. That's very nice of him. <laughs> um so I, I think it's possible, especially like when we get into the Mandalorian and they're experimenting mm-hmm. with like the force and everything. Maybe he thought, okay, if I change genders, 
Like sure. he, she would be more receptive to the force, like just trying to experiment that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't well, know. Well, we do know that he was throwing everything at the wall to see what stuck. Like he made a clone yep. completely of himself and just let it grow, and it wasn't forced enough, and he just let it go out into the world, which got to Ray. I mean, you know what? How whether how are you like that or not? That's what the official canon is. And we know from Mandalorian, like we saw the bats of what we think were Snokes or Palpatines. Plus that we saw pickled Snokes. Like he was just throwing yeah. everything out there. And yeah. uh, Battlefront 2, like Operation Cinder, he's got his, like a computer algorithm and those little, uh, those little droid body things. You know what I'm talking about? Like, they, they, it's yeah. like these droids and they have the word cloaks and they have just these face bubbles that are dark and then boom, Palpatine's face, but just like, you know, like they were getting in communication. So like yeah. he had a bunch of shit in motion and we know from Clone Wars and everything else, like he's, he's been trying to do stuff the whole time. So you're right. It very well could be. He was like, you know what? I've tried everything else. Put a little girl, you know, put, put some female DNA in there. Let's, let's see what it's like. Yeah. Which, and this is early on compared to like, Mandalorian, obviously, this I think takes place approximately a couple months after mm-hmm. um, Order sixty six, and then Mandalorian is obviously twenty five years later, somewhere in that range. So, I also heard another theory that gets a little wild, but like uh, that perhaps it is a clone of Duchess Satine, and they just didn't force grow it or anything. And the reasoning behind it, their theory was that. Um, you know how we found out that uh, Bo-Katan says, Man- or, you know, like they are Mando says that Mandalore's glass, like the Empire turned it to glass. Yeah. Well, we know the, the Mando, you know, like they're such a hard force, the Empire didn't want to go against them. What better way to take control of the planet than clone and control your own rightful ruler? That's very, that's a very good point. So, I, I mean, like that. I said, it, it's kind of wild and out there, but you could, I could see how the dots could be connected. Right, but okay, so wouldn't you think that we would have heard about that in Rebels then? I do, I do, I do. But you you know how (laughs) things, they like to go back and do a little of this and do a little of that, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I did like Fennec Shan in there, Ming-Na Wen getting to voice the character because she's, uh, people don't realize it, but she's done a lot of voiceover work. Like for a lot yeah. of different stuff. Like she was on, she did a Batman series for a while. She was Milan. She's done a lot of, a lot of voice work. And I just, I think she's so delightful. So the more of her, the better, yes. you know what I mean? I'm really excited. And there was some couple shots, like she's getting really interactive with the fans and everything. And I really like that. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Like maybe, Oh, I would love to get like a Canon novel on Phoenix and, and like something like Phasma. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd be so excited for that. I, I think you're in luck with that. Uh, did you notice like her hel- her little helmet that she's wearing? Like I didn't notice it yeah. in Mando in that episode, but it's a lot like uh, Zam Wex- Zam Wexels from episode two, yeah. the assassin. So yeah. like, is she a part of the same kind of? No, she's not a changeling, obviously, but is she yeah. part of the same kind of assassins guild or something? Like, is that is that a assassin garb or did they just happen to have the same taste in helmets? You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. Oh, don't worry. I've got people that they're mowing yards, dirt bikes are going. There's a kid across the street running a chainsaw. He's only like twelve out there chainsawing by himself. So if we hear stuff. If we hear stuff. I'm sorry. Like, it, there's going to be stuff coming in. Hey, but listeners can probably tell my chair hasn't squeaked the whole time. I finally fixed my chair. Woo! Nice. nice. So, 
Chris sent me a text last night. We recorded the Godzilla versus Kong review. He's like, mm-hmm. man, you got to do something about that chair. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> so I pulled out a couple tools, made it work. I fixed it. Stop nice. so. noise. Engineer, you know, engineering at your uh, best. That's why I get paid the big bucks, man. <laughs> or I like to think so, at least. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything more on this trailer? Uh, I do. I, I like that Echo is officially a part of a team just because, like, it, it bridges that gap. It gives connective tissue, you know what I mean, to yeah. to the original clone team. And I like that it, it had to have been – it has to be Echo's idea to go to Rex because we see Captain Rex in this in this trailer. Yeah. There's a quick flash of him. So I would I would almost put money on we see Ahsoka also. But yeah. I also wouldn't mind if we saw that, uh, like, when they go to get Rex – Maybe Rex finds Wolf and Gregor along the way, and yeah. by the time we leave them, we find those three in their tank, and they're going off until they're found in Rebels. Because I still want to know how those three got together, and, and what did Rex talk them guys into pulling their chips out afterward? <laughs> did like you know you know what I mean? Like yeah. I want to see that. And I'm not saying this show has to do that, but you're dealing with clones, and they've got Rex, and they're like you could lay a seed or something, you know? Yeah, that would be a really good option. Um. The other thing that I guess I forgot about. So the show will debut debut with a 70 minute premiere on May yes. 4th mm-hmm. uh, and have another episode drop that week. So it sticks to the traditional um, Friday release for Disney Plus. So we're getting we're getting some good stuff. We'll have about a uh, 100 minutes of Star Wars content that week. So good. really excited. Uh, another thing I noticed about this trailer is like it's definitely like you've got Tarkin testing these guys, you know, mm-hmm. like I get, I, I, what I'm assuming is testing the remainder of the clone troopers Yeah. because we see, uh, they're running that same clone, you know, on Camino there, obviously. And then, you know, we, in the trailer, we see, they say they got to get out of there. Uh, we see them taking on empire, you know, stormtroopers, like actual stormtrooper yeah. garb, not clone troopers. And we also see them take down a battalion of, uh, of droids. So it's yeah. like, this is really going to, like, I, not that like everything has to go back to Order sixty six, but I wouldn't mind seeing like what ha- where were they when they got the order? Because obviously they don't function right. Like even Tarkin makes an offhand mm-hmm. comment in the trailer. So no. like, will we see them? Like, well, like are you know we know they work alone, but like are they going to be in the middle of some shit and then something go down and like they look around at their brothers, you know, and be like, what is happening? You know, Echo, yeah. Echo, Echo's got the Lobot thing, but he's still technically not one of those guys. Is he going to flip? Like, will they have to control him? You know, was Echo yeah. gonna all of a sudden start going, you know, kill Jedi or kill, you know what I mean? <laughs> be a, a good, a good soldier follows order or, or whatever, you know, whatever they say. So like, I'll be yeah. curious to, I'll be curious to see that. And, or does Echo have that pull out of his head since they were using him as a computer anyway? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm fascinated. Like, I like Echo being the connective tissue. Yeah. That's all some good thoughts. I'm I'm curious to see what happens because ultimately, like this probably wouldn't have been my first pick for an animated show for Star Wars. No. Like, I don't no. think it was anyone's, but the the stuff that they've shown is interesting. So, okay, like I said, I'm I'm that guy like the Clone Wars and that that, that prequel era is my favorite, and like this is like a stack of nothing but Clone Wars books here. So like, like I, I'm into it. Okay. Like I, I love it. Like all the Clone Wars encyclopedia, everything like they're epic battles. Yeah. So like I said, more clones, the better. And like D Bradley Baker, you want to talk about carrying a show like Jesus, he's going to carry the entire main cast. So yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, like I'm, 
I'm there for it. Very fair points. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, so the next ticket, big ticket item we have, uh, is the Kenobi series. We got an official casting report. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that. we have uh Joel Egg. Edgerton, Edgerton, Edgerton. I think it's Edgerton. Uh, Bonnie Pierce. I totally Uncle butchered Owen that. Uncle and Amber. Mm-hmm. Yep, Uncle and Amber. And obviously, we have uh, Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen. We need those already. Um, the rest of the cast includes Moses Ingram, who said on her Instagram with the casting announcement that she would be playing with lightsabers. So there's our clue to her Inquisitor? character. Inquisitor. Inquisitor. I would like to, them to play into the Asajj Ventress Dark Disciple path with some guilt playing on Obi-Wan. I think it would be really, really good. And plus, like, all through the Clone Wars, like, she was all sassy and flirting with Kenobi. Like, the whole, mm-hmm. you remember, like, the first three seasons? Like, she's all sassying it up and stuff. They were all flirting. Mm-hmm. So, like, that would be good. And then, like you said, if you go to the Dark Disciples book, which I highly recommend everybody yep. read, listen to, whatever, like, how she was kind of manipulated in with Quinlan Voss, and then like what comes out of that, and how it ends, like that, like yeah, yeah, I can totally see where you're going. That that I'm there for it. Or like I said, an Inquisitor too, because at first, like I really I don't like the helicopter blade, you know, whatever. But like the I, the more I think about Inquisitors, the more I like them. So it would make like a, how do you feel about this? I don't necessarily want Vader versus Kenobi round two. I don't. And hear me out. And hear me out when I say that because I don't want it to take away from episode four. You know what I mean? Like, uh, well, God, what does Vader say? I can't remember the exact words, but it's something like my master. You know, I, I haven't sensed the presence like this in many years. And you know, he says my old master's returned. Oh, and uh, Tarkin says something like he's been dead or whatever. And and uh, Vader says, you know, Obi Wan is here and the Force is with him. And then when they go right. to their lightsaber battle, he's like, uh, what's he say? You know, it's been when I last met you, I was the learner, but now I'm the master. I don't want Vader. Like we can see Vader and be on the trail and giving orders to inquisitors and stuff, but I don't necessarily want to see Kenobi take on Vader. Well, so I think you could play that one in two ways. You can. Uh, so I think you could play that into him being the learner as the dark side apprentice, because technically in Revenge of the Sith. Okay. He, okay. He's a Jedi Knight. And oh, no. Obi-Wan's oh, no. He flipped, he, he flipped to Vader, remember? Like, Palpatine, he damn near knights him, like 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 the Queen would do to Sir Elton John and stuff. She's like, he damn near knights him. Rise as Lord Vader. Remember? You know what I'm saying? Like, as he gets, yeah. as he gets him, he's still like, technically, I, I'm, I'm not just counting, but technically, he, <laughs> he was the, when he faced him, he was the you know, dark side apprentice because he'd already killed all the younglings and but you could say that for several Jedi. years. This is ten years after. No, okay, and right. Baker is still learning in a new hope in Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. So you're very I mean, right. Technically, in the terms of the Sith, one is the master and one's the apprentice, always. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And like me, No, go ahead. I was just gonna piggyback all good. For me, I think you could play it that way, especially with the fact that this isn't directly before A New Hope. This is 10 years after Return of the You're right. You, uh, you are absolutely right. So I think it could work that way. Uh, well, yeah, and you're right. And, and like talking about like uh, there can only be two, you know, just doing research on the Clone Wars arcs that we're going to talk about and stuff and just kind of going through them. 
like when Palpatine comes to Maul and Savage Press, like he straight up tells Maul, you know, you there can only be two. And like when he goes in there and just starts wrecking um, those two, yeah. <laughs> which is awesome, by the way. That's like the best Palpatine lightsaber <laughs> battle. You know, I, I know there's not many to choose from, but that is such a underrated and badass lightsaber yeah, battle. It does. Uh but you know, like I what if damn it I had it and I oh, oh, oh sorry another another wild rumor that I heard that I could go with. And okay. I would love it if they made this canon because technically it's legends now. What if Vader sends Starkiller as in his apprentice from the games from the force yeah. unleashed? He sends his apprentice like now technically that's not canon anymore, but you got Sam Whitward there. Like he was mm-hmm. the Galen, I forgot what his name was, but uh he was Starkiller. And I know they've used the name for the base and they've taken things from the but there's no reason Vader couldn't be. We saw Dooku grooming of Asajj, and Palpatine yeah. was fine with it until her power got too great. Like, there's no reason Vader couldn't be grooming someone and send send Vader. And, and like I said, that's wild speculation. But yeah. as long as we're talking, let's just throw everything. Let's see what sticks. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? think it's possible. Now, and granted, they're always going to want... Star Wars is always going to want to keep something secret. So while this is an official casting announcement... right. Like we know we're gonna get um we know we're gonna get like a ten year old Luke yes. in this. Like they've said yes. it a bunch. So it's probably we'll get him, especially knowing Amperu, Uncle Owen are here. It's highly mm-hmm. probable. So I think you could really consider anything at this point. Because I mean, who knows what the next <laughs> Luke Skywalker cameo in Mandalorian could be. The Marvel right. has tried to do it several times, according to the cast. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, had to take that shot. Had to yeah. do it. Yeah. Brent's gonna uh, love that. Brent, Brent is rolling his eyes so hard right now. He's gonna need cataract surgery. But Brent, <laughs> Brent, you know I love you. Uh, okay, but, so next on the yeah, list. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Did you have something? No, uh, the only, the only thing I was going to say is I think uh, we, we got sidetracked before you went to the rest of the casting list, but I don't know him either. The <laughs> only one I know is the lady that played on uh, Game of Thrones who played one of the Sand Snakes, and the rumor has it In that she could, be, yeah, she could be a young Duchess Satine even. I I don't know about young. I think there's two people on here who could play a Duchess Satine. Okay. In Deer of Varma, I think, okay, so you've... You've got Simone Kessel, who I think is probably the biggest unknown on this. I didn't know anything that she had been in. Um, but, I mean, Star Wars is known for pulling in those young, uh, or Absolutely. those unknowns, and making them great. Into somebody. So, I think Simone definitely has the look to where she could play Duchess Satine. If you wanted to go for the more angular look, I think Indira Varma could pull it off. But mm-hmm. I'm, I really want Indira to have, like full-time cast like not just have her in one episode like i want her the whole time uh one more thing that i think is gonna be like this will be a failure to this series particularly if we don't hear at least liam neeson quagon needs Mm -hmm. to reach out to kano like because we know that he reaches it was all because of like motorcycle wreck. He couldn't actually be a force ghost in Revenge of the Sith, but he talks to Yoda. But so we know that like he couldn't, you know, and they canoned it that he, he 
he didn't have enough time to learn how to fully integrate himself and become a force ghost. But he's the one that teaches Yoda. And we know that uh, we know that Ben Kenobi does it, too. So mm-hmm. I, I would love it. Like I said, if I would love to see, Quag, you know, Liam Neeson, Qui-Gon Jinn. But we need to at least hear him talking to Obi-Wan in the force. Yeah. And like Obi-Wan is learning how to become a force ghost because as at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he doesn't know how to do that. And he's shocked when Master Yoda tells him, I've been talking to your old master. Yep. You know what I mean? So, like, I think that is, a, that is, I know they haven't announced it or anything, but I think that is a deal breaker or, like, you really effed up if you don't get that in here. I don't know about deal breaker, but I would agree that. You know what I mean. Yeah, okay, not a deal breaker, but you, that's going to be really, really, like, come on, guys, get it together. Yeah. Um. So, Indira Varma, Game of Thrones, obviously, I think she was in one other thing that I knew of, but she's awesome. Yeah. I want to see her in every episode. Like, mm. do it. Um, another name that I Let's found really interesting on this list, Kumail Nanjiani. What? Who is in, so he's in, um, oh gosh, I can't even Isn't remember. Isn't he the in. guy that's in Eternals that got all ripped? Like he was kind of dumpy yep. and now he's like shredded, like stacked yep. like a brick shit house. Yeah. He was all frumpy and dumpy and like, Hey, whatever. I, I get it. I let myself go sometimes too. I'm not, I'm not hanging it down, but I need to go from. What he was looking like to this jacked up, just you could shred fucking cheese on his abs. You know what I'm saying? Like, kudos to that guy. Well, I'm not saying no. Uh, (laughs) But he's in uh, the big sick Life as We Know It, Stuber, Men in Black International, which I didn't realize that. Um, He must have been an alien voice or something. Probably. Uh, And then the only other thing that I would highly, highly recommend is Lovebirds, which is on Netflix. He killed it in that role. Like, I was dying laughing the entire time. Um, so I'm really interested to see what he picks up uh, or what role they've put him in. And a lot of people are like, oh, it would be sick if he played Kitster, Anakin's best friend, and Phantom Menace. I would love that! <laughs> But he's a little bit at the same age as Kenobi, and I don't know how well that would work, you know, unless that, well, we do know on Tatooine, they age fucking, it really ages you out there in the sand. <laughs> you know, so we know it really wrecks them out there. So maybe that will work. Well, so he's 42. Mm-hmm. And you and just turned 50 something, right? I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, always make uh, someone look older or younger. That's true. It's happened before. That's true. Sorry, go ahead. Well, you have read the Kenobi Legends novel, right? I have have not. not. It's on my list. Oh, okay. See, I have not either. I was going to ask you. I heard that, like, the premise or the rough idea that I get, and people correct me if I'm wrong, uh, is that, like, it's it's not three short stories, but, like, there's these three different, like, bounty hunters that all come to Tatooine or, or, like, there's... I, okay, maybe not three, but I, I know what sticks out of my head for some reason. Like, there's a Wookiee bounty hunter that comes, and Kenobi's got to stop. Like, he, I don't think he's necessarily looking for Luke, but, like, something happens, and he's got to stop him from finding Luke. And that would be cool to see, like, some kind, you know, somebody, like, we know Wookiee is, like, this nice species and friendly and stuff. Like, let's see a, let's see a dark, crazed, deranged Wookiee coming out, you know, like, with his, with his crossbow blaster going out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll take it. I'm, so I'm quickly skimming the plot summary on um, Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and I'm not seeing where it has bounty hunters. It looks it's a, it says um, 
follows the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi's first days of self-exile on the desert planet Tatooine. So. Okay. Well, I don't, like I said, maybe. I'm, I'm not going to read the whole read thing because I don't. I don't want to spoil it for myself because it is on my list. I do have yes. it. So. Yes. Yeah. And like I told you uh, off there, I will be going back through the Legends canon because whatever for I like, I, I think that seems to be where my bread and butter lies is in the past for now. And I'm definitely want to check all that stuff. Plus, you've raved about the Legends for so long. I like, I really need to just experience that for myself. I think they're so good. And like, yeah. so I'm, I've hit a lump. Okay. So I'm on Deceived. By Paul S. Kemp. And it's... it Yeah, it's, it's a little weird. Is it a but, slog or just... Like, it's kind of a slog. Like, they're going through two different perspectives from, like, the Sith to Jedi to the Sith. And I'm like, okay, no, give me one storyline with some perspectives intermixed here and there. And I Because that's my thing with Alphabet Squadron is I don't like multiple perspectives in a book. Like... Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm struggling with. I think it's I think it's good. And like my one of my friends who had actually read this actually bought this for me because he found out that I hadn't read it. And that was like three years ago. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Eric. You're probably not watching or listening to this, but I'm finally reading it. <laughs> so um uh, Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say while we're uh, while I, while I veered us over on this slight detour of Legends books. Uh man, what's up? Lucasfilm re-releasing a couple Legends books. What's up with that? Oh, I'm so excited. This is not on the... This was after the next ad break, but we have so much news to cover. Why not do it now? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay, that was just my... De- while we were talking, I don't mean to take away from Kenobi like where we're going, but I just... While we're on the Legends, to- Legends topic, I figured, hey, why, you know, like, that's cool. Um. Okay, how do I present? I really want to present this and show these off because... The okay, here we are go. actually really cool. Share screen. I want to share this one. And today, for my news efforts, I'm using Utini. Utini, I appreciate all your news coverage because this was really helpful. Um, Is it like Utini? Uh, no, like the... Uh, it's in one of the movies. I forget. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, here's the header, which has all the three books in it. But I want to pull up the tweet. Um, yeah, tweet. Here's the Twitter... So here is all three books. So we've got Heir to the Empire, which is the first Thrawn book. So you got Thrawn right here, and then Luke coming in hot. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. very nice cover. Um, then you have the first Darth Bane book, Path of Destruction. Yes. Uh, and then you have Shatterpoint, which I haven't read either. But mm. look at this cover. Like, look at all of these covers. They're so pretty. They're so pretty. Mm-hmm. Clay is in the uh, chat. Hi, Clay. Was that Clay? Uh, I noticed that they're they're a little bit bigger too than your yeah, so normal books. These are these are the trade paperbacks. So the one I have here, the destruction book, is mass market. Yes. And Delray has slowly been moving uh, its books, the paperback books, into the trade format, which is a little bit larger. Um, but it's the standard book size across everything, which makes me super mad because I'm like, my bookshelf doesn't match because they're switching the canon books, canon paperback books into the trade paperback. And so it's messing up my bookshelf. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, but uh, yeah, I just, you know, I might have to like, nothing matches. <laughs> it bugs the 
crap out of me. Uh-huh. But you know, I might have to get over it just for these because these are just beautiful. Like I can't get over it. <sighs> I I do not own the hard copies of the Bane trilogy. So when these three come out, I may have to get those because I don't think you just put part one out and not the other one. The same with the Heir to the Empire. I think you put out all three books, and I really well, want to read Shatterpoint just because give me more, give me more Mace Windu. You know what I mean? So if we, um, so there's no plans to currently release the others in the trilogy. However, Del Rey. So these books will be coming out June fifteenth. And Delray says there will be another drop this fall. So. Mm. Oh, and the other big point for the listeners who can't see my screen right now. um, Shatterpoint, most Legends books actually don't have a full-fledged audiobook attached to them. So, Mm -hmm. like, the X-Wing books, they're the standard Star Wars book size. But, which I... It's normally, I would say, about nine to ten hours worth of audiobook reading. The X-Wing books are three hours mm-hmm. on Audible, which really mm-hmm. sucks. And I, like, because those are some great books, and I would love to listen to them. But Shatterpoint will be receiving a fully abridged, unabridged audio edition uh, as well. So which that's a <laughs> really good, really good opportunity so. Can we get can we get Samuel L. Jackson in here to read for Mace? Like, come on, <laughs> come on, let's get him in here to read it. I I would assume by now they've already had this. Like, they're in the middle You're of recording right. this. So, Do you, why? Not why? Because I think it's a great idea. But like, I, I don't know. I guess if we want to go the devil that play the other side, super tinfoil hat, whatever you want to say. Like, why now? Why re-release these legends now? So Lucasfilm says, or Delray Star Wars says, uh, Lucasfilm is celebrating its 50th anniversary. They're curating Mm -hmm. a collection of essential Star Wars legends novels, which the collection is literally entitled the Essential Legends Collection. So, okay. Um, I I don't know. I just find it kind of not strange, but you know, while they're. They're, you know, hip deep in their high Republic endeavors. And then, like, you kind of, I, I don't know. It's like, you know, because they touted how it's the high Republic's the future. And, like, we're going the future. And this is what we're doing the future. And this is the future. And then now it's like, hey, guys, here's some of the past. Which I'm not complaining. I want, like I like I said, I'm going to dive into the. <laughs> and it's like, you know what I mean? It just, like, last year, you guys were like, no, 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 no. We're talking about the future. You guys go enjoy that shit on your own time. And now they're like, what? all right, all right. Give them some of this. I think the big thing is. That they're not producing any more books. They're just... That, that's true. That's very true. Re-exciting a beloved collection. Because, I mean, Heir to the Empire has had several editions. They had a 20th anniversary. Yes. Uh, I think this comes out in time for the 30th anniversary. So, I okay. think it works. Um, Heir to the Empire is something that's really beloved by a lot of people. It comes highly recommended from several authors. Like, oh, you want to start your Legends experience? Go with Heir to the Empire up front. Mm-hmm. Um so I think it's really good. Um, I do just want to shout out the artist really fast who did the covers. Um, so the Air to the Empire cover was done by Tracy Ching. Uh, the Path of Destruction cover was done by Simon. Uh, I'm going to butcher this. I'm so sorry. Simon. Uh, Simon Goinard. Nailed and it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Shatterpoint was done by Jeff Manning. So, uh, really cool artwork, guys. Really impressed. They look um, beautiful. Yeah, the art looks it looks really good. Yeah, and um, uh, Clay says, but do these have audiobooks to go along with these? Because I buy both of everything I can. Um, I don't know about Darth Bane, Clay, but I do know Heir to the Empire has an audiobook and Shatterpoint will have an unabridged audiobook uh, when these release. So that's Clay, a good option. The Darth Bane trilogy is on Audible, unabridged. All three books, I have them. They're fantastic. I think they're like in the range of 16 to or 14 to 20 hours I want to say and I feel like 20 is an overshot so like it's it's you know it's it's a it's they're good they're excellent so I, I highly recommend them that is I don't own a hard copy of any of the three the only way I have them is on my audible and I really really enjoy them so like I said I you can get the mass market paperbacks uh, like Katie said to get the trilogy for your hard copy and they are all on audible right now yeah so, but honestly, like the trade paperbacks, the way most people are going. So if yes. you can wait for the trade pa- paperback to go and you're a bookshelf snob, like I am, that would be what I would do. I, so of my legends collection, I think I have maybe 30 more books to go to get the complete Delray sets. So go, <laughs> I am a nerd. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So I, I, Matt did give me permission to get these because he was like, oh, "You were." It's 2021. We don't talk like that. You're your own woman. You I well, yes, I know. <laughs> I'm just fucking you to shit. Stop it. <laughs> I gotta put these in the same house with him. So he he's like, I literally the day this tweet came out, and Tom, if you're listening, this is how excited I am about these. I could not stop talking about these covers. I was like, they're oh gorgeous. My gosh, they're gorgeous. They're like, gorgeous. They're so pretty. And I love the fact that on the on the cover, they've relegated the title <laughs> to the top mm-hmm. of it. And, and not over the back or the back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. like uh you have like Star Wars and then like the Deceived. So the Text is all over the cover of the regular legends. So the fact well, that they did this, perfect. just even looking at like the way they did Thrawn and Luke on that first one, you know, I mean, like the detail in Thrawn's face and that deep blue, yes. just like it's described, like when you're reading the legends or uh, the audiobooks and even the new canon Thrawn, like it's, yeah. you know, like that, you see that and you instantly know that's Thrawn. And then, like you said, you got, you got Luke standing. And then I really like what they did with the Bane design there, like almost like blood and like it's not finished being painted or like, you know, drawn or whatever. I don't know. I really like that look. And then Samuel L. Jackson, I mean, you don't even need to do nothing. It's just Samuel L. Jackson. That's a, hey, it even says on his lightsaber, that's a bad motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Well, and something that I think um, someone asked on Twitter if they were going to release all of the legends in this format. And they did state which. I agree with. Uh, they were like, that would defeat the purpose of having the essential Legends collection. But a very good option, I think, to have would be to just pull the, like, remove the essential Legends collection off there and just release them all in trade paperback. Like, mm-hmm. and kind of give, like, obviously, you're never going to want to publish two copies of the book at the same time, but that could be a good way to cycle out the mass market if you're looking to do that because i believe these are still published so um i just i think that to, would be a good option i say i just went well, I, I, 
I just went to my books a million over the weekend uh, in my local area and looked at the start. Like you could still get them all, like you said, but they're a mass market paperback. Like, yeah. You know, I, I don't think they've been sitting there for a billion years there. So I, you can still get all this. Stuff. And I know on Amazon, you can still order these, but I am uh, the more graphic novels I get and omnibuses and stuff. I'm getting more a fan of that size of reading things when I'm going. Cause like, I've been on this kick of buying omnibuses from like DC and all this other stuff. So like I'm getting kind of used to that bigger format and trade paperbacks. And uh, even the novelizations of like all the Star Wars books are a little bit bigger books. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm down yeah. for that bigger that bigger format or you know that bigger book, I guess. And just to kind of give people an idea, here's the difference. So yes. here's the Heir to the Empire Perfect. book. So, and then there's kind of a side by side look. Mm-hmm. So. And you've still got Thrawn and Luke on the cover of the Mass Market, but now it's just oh, so pretty, so much better. Yes, so, so much pretty. better. Oh, all right, stop sharing. So we're gonna go back to Kenobi now because we totally just like we derailed. We derailed. Do we? Do we? Do we need to take a break before we jump back in, or do we? Just, we're just gonna finish up Kenobi. Uh, let's finish Kenobi and then take it. All out. right. Right. Um. So the remaining people of the cast, the only other one I really know of is Sung Kang, who plays Han in Fast and Furious. Oh, I like him. All right. I, so I, he's I in there. Something. <laughs> um, and then the other ones are Rupert Friend, which I like. I actually do know him. He played uh, uh, Wickham in Pride and Prejudice, uh, the Keira Knightley version. So I really just want him to be a dick. I really, I really just need him to be an asshole. I don't want him to be any good guy because right, it just leaves a bad taste that in your mouth. Yeah, that would that would just ruin, shatter your image of him. I get it. Yes. Um, and then the other two, O'Shea Jackson Jr., who uh, was in Godzilla: right. King of Monsters, and that's the only big thing I think he's been in. Then I would uh, know him from that because I've seen it. And then Benny Safty. Who is a famous director or brother of a directing pair tends to lean more comedic, off the cuff things. Okay. Like I saw Good Times, and Good Times was weird uh, with Robert Pattinson. So that's the big cast. Um, Robert Pattinson, you, you you just had to say no more because he went on a good you know ten year stint of doing the weirdest and yeah. craziest dumb shit you could find. That's just for the art's sake. It's for art. <laughs> That's hey, he's I, gonna redeem himself as the Batman. Okay, I, I started respecting Robert Pattinson after I saw that trailer, so I get it. I I, I get it, guys. But hey, you know, I'm just saying. I really think he took Twilight because he wanted to take more roles mm-hmm. in the indie genre, and he wanted to make a few money before he did that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. <laughs> he made some good money. Hey, you know what? If they come and get me right now to play a sparkly vampire and they say, you know what? We're going to sign you for three movies and you're going to have, you know, just, we're going to back Brinks trucks up to your house. I go, you know what? I'll be out there sparkling tomorrow with my show. Just get me out there and just shine <laughs> it on them. Uh, all right. So we're going to take a quick ad break if I can get my numb locks working. Mm-hmm. And come right back because we still have like eight more pieces of news to go through. So, stay tuned. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we are back. <laughs> Thanks for listening, y'all. We appreciate it. Don't we, Nathan? We do. Uh, so first things first, uh, hitting the comic run portion, uh, we have, uh, this week is apparently going to be, we're recording this, uh, Monday, April 5th, and this week is apparently going to be the War of the Bounty Hunters week, uh, which is an upcoming Boba Fett's feature, uh, where he loses Han Solo and then a bunch of bounty hunters try and, like, take him. So, yeah. So, like, after he's frozen him in carbonite, like, he loses yeah. him in the in the transport? Yep. We talked about this the last time. Okay, I think I vaguely remember this. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just... I'm so out on the story group and their fancy snazzy ideas for wrecking my characters. Like, now Han, now Han, oh, he wasn't never, the, you know, he, he was always the lovable guy. He was just pretending to be a smuggler, guys. Oh, stop <laughs> it with your bullshit, okay? Han was Han. Leave it alone. Uh, I'm sorry not to get into another thing. Lando, like I said, you know, Lando Calrissian, you got Billy D. Williams. That's the smoothest motherfucking lady man in the ladies man in the world. Now they're coming out. Now, now he's a lady. He's a he's a dude's dude too. Like, all right, we get it, but stop it. You're just trying to fucking stop it, guys. Don't be silly. But I don't know. That's neither here nor there. I know. It's just I can't I can't handle any more than fuck. There's a concerted effort for that. You know what? If I'm gonna get on the roll, I'm getting on the roll. There's a concerted <laughs> effort for them to shit on Yoda and make him the worst fucking character. Like he was the. It's Yoda's fault. Everything got fucked. Like, what are you doing, you guys? Stop trying. I get it. You want it, you? I I absolutely understand. Build your new characters up, all that. But you don't have to tear down and shit on all the characters we grew to love. 
Like you can't come in and be like, nah, that's you know how you thought he was this for 40 years. No, no, no. We're gonna come up with a stupid comic book story and you know it's gonna be like this guy. You're gonna love it. You guys are gonna love it. We're gonna fuck everything up, you know, for 40 years. Stop it, guys. Like, really stop it. And you know what? The the notorious GL, like I love him because he come on like two weeks ago, uh, two or three weeks ago, his wife was having some kind of thing and Mr. You know, old George Lucas comes in with his sweatpants on and his fucking flannel comes and like one of the people that was, that was on her Skype call was like, George, and like was asking him about the new stuff of Star Wars. And he goes, guys, you know, the new direction, you know, you, you saw my direction in the, the, the original six and, and you know what what I meant in my values and intentions and the, you know, the Clone Wars. And then they took it off to do their own thing. So so if you want to have my vision and stuff, it, it's the first six in Clone Wars. And I was like fucking golf like round of applause mr lucas because i know he likes some of the stuff going on around there obviously the mandalorian stuff like that but it right out of his mouth being like ah, you know I, but, I, okay i got rant over rant over i'm done but you sell your stuff you i get, get your it. right to protect it but no, you sold no. your right to the story you're right no no no. i'm not talking about george like he's not even bitter about it like he just he was just saying like my vision was this because like you said he did sell it and now they're doing all this other shit. He was just saying, if you want to see what my like my intentions, do the first six in Clone Wars because that's all Lucas. That's all George and hey, Forge. I bet and he a lot made of the money off these books. Well, yeah, he had influence on the legends too. Like he told them that uh, like the Clone Wars was specifically off limits when they were writing out. Like like they couldn't like like uh, they couldn't do a like a, the clone troopers going and having a battle to take a planet. You know, like the second battle of Geonosis or something like that was off limits because he always planned on doing more with that you know what i mean so like i don't know like i said rant over i just feel like the the this the, the story group is just like out to just fuck every character you've loved your entire life and be like no you guys thought they were this no they're not this they're totally this now guys because it's totally this and they think it's just great like they're smiling like they're clapping each other on the back being like they're gonna fucking love this guys they're gonna love it i don't know that's, whatever whatever sorry sorry i'm done moving on so, the War of the Bounty Hunters is being written by Charles Soule. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently they will, be re- they will be unveiling 40 variant covers for a specific one-shot comic on Friday. 40! Whoa. I think that's a little overkill. Clay's I'm not a comic going, person. Clay's over there going, what the hell am I going to do? How do I pick just five out of 40? <laughs> I... That's all I'm saying. I think 40 is a little overkill, but. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. So that's about all I got there because I don't know what else to talk about. Um, So the next topic, um, Marvel has ended their comics deal with Diamond Mm -hmm. and has picked a new worldwide distributor for all of their comics so this is this doesn't include all star wars comics but it does include the marvel variation it, they're they're different i promise i don't know what's different but they are <laughs> um so they will be entering an exclusive global multi-million multi-year excuse me distribution deal with penguin random house publisher services so um, you, know you know what I would like to do? I would like to, like this side note, or we're talking about comics, I would like to track down those like original runs of the of the Star Wars comic, whether, it be, like, what not that where Dark Empire came from, or like, 
yeah. a bunch of shit was like, I would love to track. And I know they're like gold and they're really hard to find. And I'm a, I'm a physical guy. I can't, I cannot read on my phone, like digitally or on a TV or on an iPad. I don't know why it just, I, it's just not my thing. I need the book in my hand, but man, I would love to find that collection of like just all those original filling in the gaps between the original trilogy, you know, like the stuff that George, you like, yeah, you could do this story and tell him, you know, and give him pointers. So like, I'd love to find those original. I may, and, and listeners, if you know, like maybe, maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I can go to Amazon right now and get something. I just haven't looked for it. I mean, if you know, send, send it in my direction, please. But that's just what, what we're talking about comics. I would love to read that stuff. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool. Um, so the last bit of comics, um, Marvel will be releasing distinctive uh, Pride Month comic covers mm-hmm. for specific issues. So th- this is just another variant. So like um, Santa Staros is going to be the cover of a Dr. Afra, which if I can share again, share screen. Sharing is caring. So this is the one, this is the Dr. Afra one. That's I like the art. That actually that looks really yeah. good. So they're centering the artists a couple. are so talented. Like let's just take a second oh. to appreciate that. We've been talking about all this gorgeous art. Like man, people that are so much more talented than me coming up to do that stuff. Like bravo, because wow, oh, mean, yeah. just look at that gorgeous. Yep. So you've got um, uh, Ray Sloan will be covering uh, Darth Vader number thirteen with artwork by J.J. Kirby. Uh, Dr. Afro, War of the Bounty Hunters, number one. Uh, Erica Quell on Bounty Hunters, number 13. Tarek and S- uh, Serret, uh, The High Republic, number six, uh, which I I wasn't able to find that one. I can't remember where it was published, but it, it's on the Instagram for Star Wars, I believe. Uh, Lando Calrissian on Star Wars, number 14. And then Santa Staris, which, uh, which showed. So... Um, just tidbits. It's a good thing to get representation out there for everyone. So, and again, comic variants are not for me, but I'm glad for everyone else who gets to see it. So, yeah. uh, so I, you're going to be excited about this next one or no. Okay. Let's get this one out of the way first. Okay. Um, the high Republic show had their second episode. I haven't watched it. I, I'm really bad with watching like Star Wars YouTube and just really bad about it. Um, so the big ticket item was they released a couple more um, artwork pieces uh, of the characters. So like we got um, Comac, Master Comac from uh, End of the Dark. He got his picture. Um, Affy got hers. And then the other big item was Cabin Scott will be writing another audio drama. Um, called Tempest Runner, uh, which will be about Nihil leader Lorna D. And so I'm excited about that. Kevin wrote a really good audio drama for Jedi, Dooku Jedi Lost. So I will definitely be checking it out. And he's, I think uh, he's got the format down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very much so. So, um, yeah, I think yeah, Lorna D is really book- cool. The, the Dooku audio drama is actually uh, pretty good. Like, yeah, 
I, I still wish they would use the Clone Wars voice actors, whatever. That's just a little nitpick, you know, <laughs> if I'm picking nits, but it's uh, it's actually pretty good. Like, and it gives a lot of context and a lot more backstory on Dooku. And if anybody's like me and a motherfucking super fan of Dooku, and I do believe he is better than, like, he is the true apprentice, uh, like, it, it does a lot for him. So I would I highly recommend that. Highly, highly recommend. And it's cool hearing all the different audios yeah. and everything. Yes. For, it, it makes it really different from your typical audiobook. Um, next thing up, I can't remember if we talked about this or not, so I figured I'd bring it up again. Uh, the Mandalorian novel that was originally scheduled to be released this November by Adam Christopher has been canceled. Yeah, we talked about that, I do believe, the last yeah. episode. It still breaks my heart. I really want to read something about like the Mandalorian era. But, I mean, I get it. They also canceled the art book, apparently, for season two. So. I wonder why. My my best guess would be they're wanting to keep things open and wanting to control the direction of where it's the, going. Because it's sense. at a stopping. It's at a. It's at a. Like a. A splitting off point. Yeah. Mm. Where they could go several different ways with it. So, you may want to keep. A future direction because the art book always has behind the scenes stuff, mm-hmm. which the behind the scenes people, Lucasfilm may be going, okay, I don't want you to re- reveal too much, so we're just gonna hold off on this. We're gonna come back to it later. Well, you bring up a good point too that where we left off in season two was almost like if you're writing a trilogy of books, you know, like it was in chapters, like that was book one of a trilogy of the Mando, yep. and you know, Favreau and Filoni want to keep, you know, we know that they are keeping that up, so. It, you know, like I think I think that makes perfect sense what you said that it's probably like, hey, we want to control the narrative. Like we just put a little bow on this first story about Din Djarin, and now we're going to put you know the next in our trilogy of books, if you will, like the Darth Bane trilogy. You know what I mean? It's beginning, yep. middle, end in the first book, and then you get two and three. Like I, I think you're absolutely right. Oh, I I think we'll see it come back around, maybe after the show mm-hmm. ends or gets more further along in this. Oh my gosh, I got the hiccups again. It's the fifth time today. You may scare you? No. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it could go multiple ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so next piece of news, we have a new Star Wars book, which will be based on the Visions series that is coming to Disney+. Plus. In the fall. Okay. And it's written, it will be written by Emma Mieko Kandon. I butchered that again. Nailed it. Nailed it. Katie, just keep strolling through it. Like, you, you just wear that shit with pride. Just stick your chest out. Like, yep, nailed it. Just keep going. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it's not going to be a novelization. It is an original novel. Huh. So, Ronin comes, is a term. Is a term that comes from historical Japan, referring to a lone wandering samurai who no longer serves a master. And we know Visions is going to be done by Japanese animators. Piggy, piggybacking off of the anime style. So, I think it's a really cool opportunity. What do you think? Uh, I can't wait to see a two-handed katana fucking lightsaber that's going to come out with a slight curve, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's just going to pull I'm like, yes! Like, I love, I love like, martial arts and Ronin, like, showing, like, all that jazz. Like, I can give me all that fighting stuff and give me that with a lightsaber. Yes, please. Let's go. I'll, I'll at least... 
I will at least check. Like, it, honestly, this is probably not going to be my cup of tea, but I will at least check out like the first five minutes or 10 or something just to see what the hell is even going to look like. You know what I mean? Who knows? Maybe yeah. I'll be blown away and I'll be like, Oh my God, I didn't know I needed this. But most likely it, you know, that doesn't usually speak to me when it comes to this particular John. I'm so weird. Like I, I, Star Wars is really the only thing I care about. Like if it gets too weird and out there and I don't know why, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm willing to go outside the box with other franchises and things. But I'm like, yeah, sure, let's give that a go. But like, when Star Wars gets a little too far outside <laughs> the lines, I'm like, really? Or my version of outside the lines, I guess I should say, more specifically. But whatever. I'm, like I said, I'm just saying all that to say I think it'll be cool to see a Katana lightsaber. And <laughs> I will check it out. Just to, just to at least say that I saw it. You know, be like, all right, now I, I see what they did. I think it's a cool opportunity. And I... I like the fact that Star Wars is branching out. It's not, mm-hmm. not everything's going to be for everyone, but like, sure. I've loved the Star Wars love stories that we've gotten. Like, um, <laughs> Claudia Gray's, uh, you're still laughing because I have the hiccups. I'm not, uh, just because I, I get, I know you're, you're, you love the mushy gushy stuff. I, that's all I right. do. And the hiccup. <laughs> um, so I think it's really cool. And I'll, like Bad Batch. Bad Batch may not be for everyone. Absolutely. So I, I think Visions is a good opportunity to see something different. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronan, uh, according to the Delray Star Wars Twitter account, is a Star Wars book quite unlike any before it. <laughs> and it will be releasing October 12th, 2021. Perfect. Right in time for my birthday. Six so. days after my birthday. So, you know, we're, we're good. <laughs> All right, now the one you've been waiting for. Are you ready? Bum, 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 bum. Yes, yes. End of this month, right? Well, yes. Thrawn yeah. two. End of this. Oh, month. we get yeah, April twenty yeah, seventh. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um. I can't wait. I've been counting it down. I thought it was the thirtieth, so you just made it better. I've been thinking April thirtieth in my head for some reason. So yep. that many more days closer. Yes. <laughs> so really cool. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, I want to. I want to show the cover image. I got to do this. Okay. Yes, please. This is, because the artwork <laughs> for this series has been phenomenal, and Top according notch. according to um, Tom, the uh, artwork for these books were created all at once. The titles were not, but mm. the art was all done because someone brought up a comment. Oh, okay. How do we not have a cover? for Ronin, which will be releasing sooner than the next Thrawn book. And so Tom just kind of chimed in. Uh, share screen. I gotta do this, y'all. I, this is mm-hmm. this is just gorgeous. Boom. Look at that. Thrawn Ascendancy, lesser yeah. evil. You know I'll be getting the hard copy of this because I got, you know, I got like I said, the books that I really enjoy from the new canon, I do hard copy them. I put them I, I will listen to audiobook first, and then I will actually physically read it. But you got to get this full trilogy now, right? Yeah, oh yeah, I've got I've got the the you know the original no not the original the 2015 you know Thrawn yeah. Treason Ascent and uh, Alliance, and then I've got the uh, this uh, the Chaos first Rising. Ascendancy book, yeah. And so I will be getting this one absolutely. I can't have it on my I can't not have it on my shelf. Are you crazy? <laughs> yep. So you've got Chaos Rising. Greater Good, which releases April 27th, and then Lesser Evil comes out November 16th, 2021. 
November 16th? Yep. Ooh, see, I didn't know we had the... Re- oh, shit. I'm about to mark that shit on my calendar. So, see, we're getting two Thrawn books in a year. <clears throat> Del Rey is busy. Yes, Del Rey is busy. Sometimes so. I feel like these Thrawn books are... They were like, you know what, Nathan? We hear you. We hear that you're not happy all the time. And we just want to give you a little something to put a smile on your face. And I know that's not true, but I like to tell myself that sometimes because Timothy Zahn writing Thrawn is just like a little piece of, just like a little piece of pie for me. You know what I mean? You know, whatever makes you feel better. Right. Um. So I did also find out something about uh, Greater Good. It will not have sprayed edges. They said they tried to make that happen. Did not have enough time in production. I think it would have been a really cool touch. But you know what? I'm buying a hard copy anyways. What's so. me too? What's the third one called? Evil lesser, what? lesser evil. evil. That one should have red pages. That one should have red tinges on the outside of it, like like blood red. Well, like no, blood so, red uh, pages. Well, so the greater good cover is bright red. So I was <sighs> like, that one needed to have red pages. Okay. Okay. Well, so, ooh, can but we I could like, also see flipping it where you did black pages for greater good and yes. then red pages for lesser evil. Or or we could take a – they could do a little bit of the Darth Maul thing and do them like real oh. dark with like blood streaks in them for the third one. Yeah, or something. Yeah, let's get all metal with it. <laughs> um, there was a summary dropped with lesser evil. However, I know Nathan and I are still waiting for mm-hmm. greater good. Mm-hmm. And let's so we will talk about it, it. Yeah. after – uh greater good so those episodes that we'll be covering we will be covering greater good all of may so you know mm-hmm. what to tune in for as well as bad batch so there you yes go. absolutely um so that concludes our news segments mm-hmm. uh we had a lot to cover today it was a lot but you know what Go ahead. Well, uh, being that you have your hiccups and stuff, and we've had an hour, <laughs> do you want to save our top five Clone Wars arcs till the next time, or do you want to just go ahead and do? I'm fine either way, but I'm just, I'm just asking you. I know, but I actually had a lot of feedback from people who gave okay, me their then Clone let's do Wars it. arcs. Let's so go. I'm ready. I want to dive into it. However, we will take a little bit of a longer ad break so I can go get some water. Okay. <laughs> Come back for our top five. Clone Wars arcs. So stay okay. tuned, y'all. Alright. I'm mute. I'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. 
no matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. So, um, we're going to go kind of backwards to forwards. Or so five to one, five to one. Switch off, maybe. I'll intersperse some feedback we got from people I queried. I want to thank everyone who like dealt with me tagging them and things because I tagged a lot of people, mm-hmm. hoping to just get responses this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good gravy! So I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. So, what is your first one? Oh, I go first. I thought it was ladies first. Come on, Katie. Oh, okay. Start start this party off, like, you know. You know what? I can go first. That's fine. Okay. Um. So Matt is actually in the middle of watching Clone Wars for the very first time. So I've been watching episodes here and there. Um. And so my first one would probably have to be, uh, not first, fifth. Um. It would have to be the Padme Amidala arc from season three. The one where she goes to meet the senator friend uh, with Ahsoka. Rush Clovis? <laughs> no. the um. Oh, on the Separatist side. Yeah, on the Separatist yes. side. Yes. And then her friend dies. Yes. And they, yeah. I think that's just a really good arc. I think it shows a lot about what the war can do to people. But it also Absolutely. helps. It helps tell you what Padme's goal really is and brings a lot of depth to her character. <laughs> As well as uh, helping Ahsoka understand more and giving her a better perspective on things. Because I think that's a key pivotal moment. Key and pivotal are like the same thing. But you know what? It works. Uh, So I think that's a big part in Ahsoka learning how to deal with things as a Jedi in terms of peacekeeping. That's a big eye opener. And one of the things that helped the wheel start turning for why she left the Order. Yep. Because and and it's it shows you that the separatists weren't all just battle droids. These planets that joined, Dooku put on a face like there was a democracy there. They did their they they gave you the inside peek. You know, as as like as Padme was our our, our portal into this into this inside look because you know Dooku's acting like like he's he's just the elected man. He didn't want to be you know not that they've manipulated yep. this whole thing. And and like like you said, and I I think it does two things. It shows Ahsoka that. Not it, they're not all bad. They're th- they're doing what they think is right. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not just to be maniacal. We want to take everything from you. It's for the betterment of their planet and their people. And it does open Ahsoka's eyes. Uh, Padme already knew that, you know, because she knows war is not good for anything. Yeah. And then, like I said, it gives you a peek into the separatists. Uh, just a small glance into why some. You know, they weren't all they weren't all the banking clan and shit like that. You know what I mean? And like the the. Uh, people going in, you know what I mean? The ones that they showed us in like Phantom Menace and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Newt Gunray and them. Yeah. So like the trading. So yeah. Yep. And since I, since I said, I mentioned Matt, I figured Mm -hmm. I would tell you what his favorite arc has been so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he is, I think he just finished season three and he said his favorite was uh, the Citadel run uh, where they're pulling Evan Peel and Tarkin from the Citadel. Yes. So that oh, has that been his favorite one. so far. 
Oh, because that's where shit really starts. It gets to get starts to get more serialized and not so much out of order shit. And yeah. it really, yeah, like season three is where like I, I love season one and season two. I even like the Clone Wars movie. I know a lot of people are like, "That's blasphemy." I even like that. But like, yeah. it, like season three is where shit starts to they start to find another gear, and then they shit they hammer it in season four and five, you know, until the end. Uh, okay, so what's yours? So, if I've got to go, and I guess we're going number five, it's the second battle of Genosha. Because you know, you know me, I am, like I said, I am a prequel guy. I love the Clone Wars. I love seeing that struggle. I love the Jedi out there working together and taking down battle droids. And uh, Dave Filoni, I, I'm, I might be getting this wrong, but like he has, he has a huge affinity for like World War II fighter pilots. And for like just fighter pilots, whether and I think it comes from his dad, whether his dad just gave him the love for it, there's something adjacent to his dad with the with his affinity for it. And this is this is the fucking like the helos dropping in in like in in yeah. Vietnam in Vietnam like you know in Vietnam dropping in where you're trying to get your tank troopers that where you're trying to get the helicopter drop your troops yeah. and back off and you got you got helicopters shooting and your guys are getting blown out of the sky. And like when this when that, it opens up that second when they're going to Genosha, they're fucking shooting cans from the ground and they're flying in. You can feel the turbulence yeah. and it's going between the clones and the guys and ships are going down right and left and people are blowing out of the fucking ships and it's like you feel like you're in the heart of battle and like there's even a YouTube video where you can find they put like a two minute twenty second version to like uh-huh. the rising sun. You know what I'm saying? And like they make the music yeah. video and like it's there <laughs> and it just like it's just I I just like that whole arc and then like. You got Kiati Mundi and you got Kenobi and Skywalker and they've got to work together yeah. to all converge on these one things. And then eventually you get to like the whole zombie shit. And it's just, <laughs> I don't know, it's just, it's just right up my alley. I just, like I said, I love that war, that war battle. And I love, like, I like the episodes, especially where, like, you know me, I'm an Anakin guy. And I love Kenobi and Ahsoka. But, like, I like seeing Kiati Mundi and Kit Fisto and Mace yeah. Windu and Yoda and these other lesser Jedi. Or not lesser, they don't, they don't get as much screen time. And I like seeing them out there and just wrecking shit, you know, Ayla Segura and, and you know what I mean? Like and go embarrass Offie and her Sakura? master and yeah, you know, you know, whatever. You, you see all of them. Ayla Sakura, whatever. You know what I mean? I said I was I was in a ramble, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so like I I'm always a sucker for that. So that I say all I'd say my second like and it was close. I had another one right there, but after kind of just doing a little more re, you know, kind of trying to freshen my memory on stuff, just the way I felt like watching it the first time, I was like, Whoa. Oh. So that's that's gotta be mine. So, my fourth, I'd probably have to give it to uh, the Mandalore arc that introduces Duchess Satine in season two. I just, I just love Duchess Satine so much. I think she's a, she's a great character. I think she brings such a good foil to Obi Wan Kenobi, bringing mm-hmm. different sides, which is why we're still hoping to see her in Obi Wan Kenobi show. Please, Lucasfilm. So. I re- I, I just it, there's no other reason other than that. I think Duchess Satine is great, and I think it really works as a great character introduction for her. That one almost made my list, but I chose another Duchess Satine moment, uh, which I will say mm-hmm. in a second. But uh, my favorite part of that is I fucking love it, and I remember recording it and sending it to Ray from Fans Without Borders, and I was like, "This is why you need to watch Clone Wars." And it's where <laughs> it's where she's being held by that guy, and Kenobi's there. She's like, yep. "I loved you" or whatever, you know what I mean? And he, she, this is not the time. And she just looks at her, you know, and he's like, 
had, had you said the word, I would have left the Jedi Order for you. Okay. And I stood up, and, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause, like Kenobi knows. Yeah. And I, I love that. I love that right there. Is, yes. I didn't watch, so I didn't watch the full arc with Matt this time around, but I did watch that episode where she says that. And that mm-hmm. about drove me to tears. Mm-hmm. Especially after seeing, after like rewatching it for season seven mm-hmm. of Clone Wars, like watching season six and then season seven, I was like, oh, well, my uh, I would my, love uh, to see that, like, uh, what if for Star Wars, like just a, yeah, just like do a Clone Wars where they got together and they just lived animation of it, yeah, and then like do a what if on that, like just do it, Dave Filoni, here you can have that pitch for free, do it. <laughs> Uh, well, this mine, I guess, for number four, leads into the the other Duchess Sabine and Kenobi thing is the, the Shadow Conspiracy arc, where Maul puts together the collective, yep. and he goes and gets uh, Death Watch, and like he takes down Pre Vizsla, and he becomes yep. leader, and he takes Mandalore, and gets Duchess Satine. And Obi-Wan comes in and the clones come in and they're going, you know, and like there's this whole yep. fucking battle going on of like Mandalore trying to fight for self against Death Watch and, the, you know, the Shadow Collective of people. And when he gets in there and he gets captured. And first of all, that's when some of the most beautiful animation, when Kenobi's standing there and that ship door opens and it's just fucking battle yep. in front of him. Uh, gorgeous. But like, and then where Maul has him and Maul's being all Shakespearean and stuff and he's got... And Kenobi's like, you'll you do what you want to me. You'll never get anything. And he kills Duchess Satine, and she's like, dies in his arms and tells him, you know, I always loved you or whatever. And he's just broken. He just kind of drops. And they even do the good the, the hair animation where it flops and stuff. And they pick him up, and you can just see he's shattered. And like I just yeah, just for and it, and, you know, I like that. I love that arc for that for that whole. You know what I mean? Just because we, we mm-hmm. get the history from the episodes you're talking about to this and we know there's more backstory there and it just it just crushes him and i'm like i don't know and and with the animation like i said the animation chef's kiss because that's where (laughs) shit is they took it up three notches when it came to that season yeah oh really really good um i'm gonna chime in here with someone who chimed in with their top five clone wars arcs um Mm -hmm. so theirs was the one you just talked about i believe mandalore uh season five uh Mm -hmm. i think is where that the one you were talking about it's was season five, yes. Uh the Citadel arc is his fourth. Order sixty six. So I Who believe, is it? Uh Ben Solo underscore C T. Okay. Well, I just 55, need a name. 55. I just yeah, I just need a name to go off. Okay, sorry. I mean <laughs> <laughs> Um he says the Order sixty six arc, which I believe is the fives is I think because oh man, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he fit with the chips, like where he figured yeah. out the whole chip and everything. Yeah, because he has Siege of Mandalore on here at number one, so that's why I would yeah. say Order sixty six. I'm thinking is five. That is, you're right. You get yeah, that's what it's got to be from season from the Lost Missions. Mm-hmm. So then his second is the Umbara arc, which I don't remember that one off the top of my head. Do you remember? That Don't worry, one? we're gonna, we're gonna get to that one because that's on my that's on my list, buddy. Okay, I, cool. You just wait till we get there because that, that mm-hmm, I'll tell you then. And then his number one, like I said, is Siege of Mandalore. So Ben, I want to thank you for responding. I greatly appreciate. Thank it. Thank you very much. Um. So my third, uh, I don't know if you're gonna have this one on yours, but I really enjoy the Morris arc. Like I really enjoy the Morris. Arc. Katie, we're samesies because that's my number three too. So Woo! we can talk about it at the same time. Air high five. I, oh, yeah. I, you, you know, I don't, 
you know, I don't like the world between worlds because that's too weird. But the Mortis shit, like, it just spoke to me. It feels so just Star Wars or what? Like, I just... And it just the implications throughout the rest of the series. Yep. Yes, I am totally with you. All three episodes, like what? The, like that was a game changer when that happened. Like every, everyone was befuddled. You know what I mean? Like what? What did I just see? Yeah. And uh, Laura from Force Toast Pod, she responded. Um, she said Mortis was her favorite arc. Uh, mm-hmm. So I want to pick your brain on something. And I don't think Matt's listening to me from the other room. So I'm. I feel confident in saying this. So he didn't like Mortis mainly because he's only in the middle of season three or he's finishing season three and hasn't seen Mortis come back into play. What's your thoughts on that? He just started getting into Star Wars when he got with you, right? Yeah, that's actually how we started that. We went on our first date to the last Jedi. So he's experiencing a lot of this stuff for the first time. So it might be a little, like, for him at first, like, what is this? You know what I mean? Yeah. But we know the implications, especially with the vision that Anakin sees. Oh. He sees it all, and it crushes him. He literally, mm-hmm. he's standing tall, and, like, when he sees what he becomes, like, you hear the, and he just go, he just falls to his knees. He's, no, you know, because that's not yeah. what he wants to be. He doesn't, he's, he is the chosen one, and he knows that he wants to bring balance, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't, you know, like he, like that's extreme. I totally agree with you. The more I love the Mortis arc, the father, the son, I, I really wish, okay, now this has always been speculation and we'll never know, but the, uh, Matt Smith who from, from, uh, Dr. Who fame, that there was a big, huge rumors that in JJ's film, like it wasn't supposed to be Palpatine come back and everybody, even Lucasfilm themselves said that was a last minute decision. Uh, was supposed to have Matt Smith playing the son because the son is still alive from the Mortis arc. But supposedly, this is just all hearsay, <laughs> like Bob Bob Iger came down with the hammer and was like, nobody knows who this fucking cartoon character is. You can't put him in this movie. Get out of here. And like I said, that's all speculation. That's all speculation. And that's, that's just huge rumor. But anyway, he comes from this and like, and this is, and this is the first... Uh, Sam Whitworth playing a dark side character here. And yep. if you listen very closely, the mall voice and the sun voice are kind of close. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of <laughs> close. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Ahsoka getting all turned off funky dark side. Ooh, and like yeah. her, her dying, her technically dying and the, and the daughter giving her life. And this is where Mordecai comes from. The bird that fucking falls her all the way to the Mandalorian. Yep. So like this, this has so much implications throughout the rest of everything. Like in the world between worlds, Mordecai's just hanging out in there, like flying around. And Ezra's like, "Hey, what the fuck's what's that, what's the Sokus bird doing in here?" You know what I mean? Like so, like this, like like you said, and I don't think it's because has Matt seen Rebels? Uh no, we're gonna go through them in chronological okay. order. So we're gonna good. do Clone Wars, Bad Batch, and then Rebels. Okay, good. See, and that that maybe by the time. Maybe by the time he sees it come back in Rebels and then Mando again, maybe he's going to look back on this and be like, you know what, maybe I need to rewatch that fucking Mortis arc. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, that's the same these three. That's a, that's it. That's number three. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to chime in here with two more. Uh, Mike and mm-hmm. John at the movies. I don't know who's responding, Mike or John. Uh, I asked them Thanks, and guys. they said all of them, but I'll choose the Mandalore trilogy for now. So I, he's talking about the first one with this gift. Mm-hmm. So... I love seeing Obi-Wan and Satine is what they said. So yes, there's their response. And then 
Uh, Nico, who is a co-host of the Vigilante 1939 podcast, uh, said his favorite arc was Darth Maul Returns. Uh, his Ooh. hype at the time was unmatched when this dude came back. The Clone Wars gave him the treatment he could have gotten in the prequels. Guess you know what? It was down to Maul's return in the second battle of Geonosis. And like it was really, <laughs> really for I swear to God, like you can't see, like I literally scribbled it out there on my notes. So <laughs> like I had it and I went back and forth to scribble it. So yes. I totally yes, totally agree. Yes. So um What's your number two. My number two, and this was a hard one for me, but Obi Wan undercover. (laughs) 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 So Uh, I I think it's season four when I looked at this. Um, mm -hmm. But Obi Wan undercover as the assassin and dying. What is his name? If you wouldn't have said it, I could have. Rocco Hardeen, the marksman of of Concord Dawn, Rocco Hardeen. Uh, I think that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is just, I think it gives you your first glance into Anakin fully Ooh, turning. Yeah. Because oh. this is the second time he's come close with, like, his family, in a sense, like, coming to death. This is and, his brother-father. Yeah. So... I think it really shows a big turning point for him. And Ahsoka finally looks at him and goes, okay, something's up here. And, but not to mention, like, just seeing Obi-Wan as somebody else and seeing him get to, like, let loose kind of from the Jedi Order. It's really cool to see. Him working with the bounty hunters and Cad Bane actually yeah. getting a respect for him. Like, because he yeah. doesn't even, he does he has a code still and he doesn't leave the other ones behind. And like, he's smart enough to use their talents. And even Cad Bane recognizes before he knows he's going to, like, he's thinking maybe he is, but like, he's like, no, nah, we're not, we're not screwing this guy over. Like, he's been a true, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's stuck to his guns. And like, I just, because Cad Bane is one of my favorite characters to come out of anything. And I so, so wish they would have fucking finished that episode where Boba Fett and Cad Bane have the showdown and Cad Bane puts the dent in Boba's helmet. That's where that dent comes from. Oh, is from. that where Cat, that comes from? That's where that comes from. Is Cad oh. Bane puts the dent in Boba's helmet. And that was, was you can watch right now on the you can find uh on YouTube right now that unfinished episode and you can see the showdown. Cad oh, Bane pulls on him and puts the dent in Boba's helmet. Oh, that would make but, one. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I totally agree with you. That is a fantastic arc as well. I agree. Alright, so what is your second one? My second one is the the Embaru arc. The one that that, that, that the listener came in, man. This when I watched this, this changed me. Like I felt it in my gut. So it's it's the the it's like darkness on Umbara is the first one or the second. Like it's it's just three of them. And the I'm gonna kind of just walk you through it since you don't remember. It's it's where the clones are on this dark planet. It's all covered in shadows. Oh, I'm pulling this like, up. What, this is the guy. This yeah, is like, the guy. Yeah. Okay. So I've got the Wikipedia pulled up for this. Yeah. The flashing light, like planets and stuff, and they, they had these helmets on. They come out of the dark, and Anakin gets called back, and Jedi General Paul and Krell take control of the 501st. Yep. And he just fucking, he says full frontal assault. Rex and these men oh. are getting slaughtered. Rex is getting slaughtered out there with all these men. And then, like, you come in, like, like Krell's pulling lightsabers on the on the clones, and, like, he, he oh, sorry, you, you gonna say something? No, you're good. I'm yawning. Oh, well, like, he, he pulls, he pulls, like I said, he pulls the lightsaber on him. Uh, he keeps sending them in, like, so much so that, like, Rex, 
And a lot of the clones, like, they disobey the orders. And come to find out, Krell is kind of slow. He's had some kind of vision to turn into the dark side. And he comes out, and he's a four-armed, he's Dexter Jester from Dex the Dying, you know, in episode two. He's that species. And he's got two double-bladed lightsabers, which, by the way, is the first time we ever saw the folding lightsabers, the the flick, the folding, because his click, that's the double-bladed flick lightsabers. And he comes out and he starts killing these motherfuckers. And the five O and Rex has to come up with a plan because the reason why they found out is he tells he tells the five O first and Rex that uh, the 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 enemy has taken clone armor and they are dressed up like yep. us and they go out there and fight and they're killing each other. And Rex sees one of the helmets come off and he put the clones against each other. And brother was killing brother. And man, like I'm telling you, when I say this shit changed me for the first time, I was like, oh. like not that a lot of the other shit in the other seasons was for kids. You know what I mean? But, like, this yeah. is where I was like, this is real. Like, they're not playing. Like, you know, you can still have but, like, they're not playing it down. They're showing you the horrors of war. And, like, what? Like, oh, man, it changed me. And whenever the clones got him and, like, they got it. And, like, a uh, little side note. You know how uh, Disney released uh, a little bit of short stories, uh, like, from the Clone Wars? Like, short yeah. stories with all different writers from different perspectives. Well, yeah. they got one of Rex going through this and this thing. And Dogma. <gasps> is that the one? Yes, Dogma. Oh. Dogma is the one, like, whenever Krell's saying, like, full frontal assault, even though they're going to get slaughtered. And all the other ones are going, like, man, that's that's a terrible idea. Skywalker would never do this. Dogma goes, well, I trust the general. And, we'll, and you know, he, he's got the right of him. We'll do it. Fast forward to the end of the trilogy. And Dogma's the one that, that puts the blaster through him and yep. kills Pong Krell because he was slaughtering him. Whoa. You know what this I mean? Actually- like, whoa. I think this one's actually the longest arc, as this one's got four episodes. Four episodes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the God. It's just like I said when I say it changed. Like when I watched it, I was like, like my gut was hurt. This one's dark. I know they get put. Yeah, it is dark, dark, dark. But man, it's 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 really good though. If you want to get a taste, ah, it's it's good. It's really good. If you want to know why Clone Wars isn't a kids show, watch this Mm -hmm. one. Mm Hmm. Um, so my first one, and I don't know about you, but this is probably really like bandwagony and everything. I mean, I did ask, I did tag Geek First podcast, and I believe Taylor responded, Taylor Travis, by this, and they said the final three episodes, and that's my first one, Siege of Mandalore. That is also mine, and Katie, I don't think that's a bandwagoner because if that's the case. <laughs> Uh, I didn't watch Clone Wars until 2014, 2015, but I've seen the entire series like three mm-hmm. times. And if you would consider me a bandwagoner, okay, sure, whatever. No. But <laughs> I like I love the Clone Wars, but the it, way, the, like just the animation and the emotion and the weight and the music that yeah. came along with that Siege of Mandalore arc and just like eerie, ominous tones. It's like there's like like I said, Bravo, and I forget the lady, I forget that. I, Great martial artist that did the motion capture for Ahsoka, and then uh, you the guy that does the what's his name that does Darth Maul. Come on, okay, what's his hang real on. Name? You know what I'm saying? God, I'm drawing, I'm, I'm brain farting. But Randall anyway, Park. The, no, that's no, 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 that's, no, that's the no. Asian guy. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, that is no, <laughs> no. Uh, they're screaming right now at the, but you know what I'm saying. But like the way that motion capture they did that, and like I said, the animation and just the music, just everything about it, the emotional weight that that carried, and then Vader coming in at the end, like whoa, and finding the lightsaber. Yes, Captain Rex, like we see how he got the chip pulled and how he fought it for a second. Like, yeah, I did. 
I, I'm, I'm with you. If that's a bandwagon thing to say, whatever, call me on the bandwagon then because I, I, I so, so good. I, I think her name's Laura, Lauren Kim, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Ray something, right? I'm no. pulling it up. Cast. You got. God, I feel silly. I feel Either silly way. too. Either way, you guys know who I'm talking about, and it'll come to we've, me. As we've we've complimented we're done. them several times. Several times, exactly. It'll come to me as soon as we're done with this. But yeah, that is my top one, and I, I don't I don't fault you, and I don't think you're a bandwagon anything because, like I said many times, your Star Wars knowledge that is, is far outweighs mine. So I would never consider you a bandwagon anything. Oh, this is gonna really bug me. I've got to figure this out. Who plays Maul in the Phantom Menace? Because it's him. Mm-hmm. Ray Park. Ray Park. See, I knew it was Ray something. Yeah. In the Mandalorian. You said Randall Park. See, I, I had the first part. You had the last part. We just exactly we just come together there. And then let's see. Okay, but I yeah, got. He did stunts. the motion capture work for to fight to do that lady that you just mentioned that did the Ahsoka skill. Lauren work. Mary Kim. Yes. Yes, like bravo to both phenomenal of those two because, work. Like, because that is what makes it. And like I said, you could. I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I can't. I'll just keep talking in circles. I can't say it any other way. But like the emotional weight, the gravity, that everything that brought yep. just bringing that series to a close, seeing Order sixty six from like from the ground floor of Ahsoka, like like we saw it in Revenge of the Sith. Like so we saw our friends getting slaughtered, yep. you know. But like we get to see how Ahsoka escaped it, and just how emo- like she buried all of them. They all tried to kill her, and she buried them all, or helped Rex do it. You know what I mean? So, like, it's just, yep. yeah. Yeah, I, I have nothing more to say about it. Like, it's bravo. So, like I said, chef's kisses. Exactly. Well, Nathan, that brings us to the end here. This is the end. This is the end. Um, thanks for joining us on a Monday, y'all, if you were here. Really appreciate it. I know it's not Thank you. typical for what we do, but yesterday was, well, it was Easter, the holiday. So. People understand, right? Yep. Uh, so, Nathan, tell them when you can be found. Uh, Friday evenings, most Friday evenings on Super Civil Servants, uh, 8 o'clock my time, 9 o'clock Greg time, that's what I always say. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> 9 p.m. Eastern. Eat- yeah, and then usually, <laughs> usually you can find me, me and Katie every other Sunday morning. At 10 Eastern. So, yep. uh, yeah, you can find me here. And if you have any questions, you can email the network of shows. Or, I mean, if you want to pester Katie and she doesn't mind, like, if there's something, you can get a hold of me. I'm around. Yep. So, the next time we will be back uh, for Star Wars Alliance is April 18th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is now the point of the show where I admit that I did not put out a poll on if we were going to cover the prequels or the sequels next. So I will do that. And basically, we'll be watching the first one of whatever wins. Prequels. Yeah. Nathan, we're going <laughs> to have to do the sequels at some I know. I know. So. I know. The sequels, as in The Mandalorian. I'm down with that. Season one and season two. You're right, Katie. We've already done that. <laughs> No, that's that is the sequel trilogy. It's just not done yet. They're gonna do Book of Boba Fett and go. Uh, Get it? uh It's coming. uh No, I'm just kidding. I really, really like uh, Force Awakens. Whatever, call me when it's just like a new hope. Whatever, I don't care. Maybe that's why I like it. So we'll have that argument. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Slice of Katie. I'm not on Twitter as much right now, but I am still on there daily. So. But it's been be- it's been great for my mental health. Staying on. Yes, 
I'm so. guys, I'm living proof. Look at me. Like I <laughs> I stopped graying. Like I was graying faster and I even stopped graying. So all right. Well, I get my hair dyed, so <laughs> Right. Right. <laughs> um, this show now we're talking can... about hair. <laughs> <laughs> I you never know what womp rats will chase around here. Right, right. Uh this show you can find on Twitter as well. It's at Star Wars Alliance of the A in the Wars. Um if you've got questions for us in the next episode. Want to come on and talk about a movie? Hey, maybe you could be the deciding factor in which movie we'll cover next. Uh, so check us out there. Send me a DM if you've got questions or shoot a tweet. I don't really care one way or another. I like I like interacting with people. Um, my other show is at Slice of Film 1. Uh, so if you want to come talk about a movie with me there, Nathan, you got to come back and talk with me some point. Like, and I would I'm cover ready. Batman. I'm ready. You tell me when you have an opening, and I will pick a series of films to watch with you. Oh, uh, I missed this from Clay. Uh, or he just said it, actually. He said, Nathan and I can review The Last Jedi. You know what? I may take a break that day and let you host that day, Clay. <laughs> if you'll edit no, for Clay, me. Because... Actually, no. Clay and, I, Clay and I, we have said many times on Super Civil Servants that we need to have. Because Clay, like. No, I think he and I could have a very civil discussion. And even if it wasn't civil, I think civil? we'd laugh about it afterward. I think we would laugh about it afterward. So I think Clay and I definitely need to talk about it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Right. Uh, so, Nathan, you tell me when you want to come back and we'll watch a movie and talk about it. I will, think, I will think on it and let you know. Okay. Um, the... Uh, so, the... I've got, so this episode will be dropping Thursday, mm-hmm. and then, surprise, we will actually be dropping the Godzilla vs. Kong episode this Thursday as well. Yes. Special yes. slices film edition, new films. I even got a new ending segment. Try and switch things up on y'all. So. By the way, I really like Godzilla vs. Kong. Whatever. I'm a, I'm a kaiju Ooh. fan. I really like it. So, whatever. I'm not. I, I won't say I anything yet until, until I want to listen. To any of your thoughts, so. Uh, so yeah, you can check that out on Thursday. Next Thursday, uh, I have Greg on. We're talking about Inception. Yes, so, that was a great episode. Oh, yes, such a blast. I love that movie. That so, is a great movie. Stay tuned oh, for that, I can't y'all. Wait to hear that. Yeah. So. With that, I want to wish everyone a great day or night, whatever time of day you're listening or watching. And we'll see y'all next time. May the force be with you.